There's a place here at the table Your coats go by the door You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor I hope you wore elastic Cause your waistband's gonna get tight Take time's done We're having a night Don't you wish there was an Oscars theme song we could sing as an intro to this episode? Yeah. Like, tonight we're going to celebrate All your favorite movies of the year of the year, but also of all time that all the actors have ever been in because the acting awards are lifetime achievement awards. <laughs> They're not Top Chef awards. What are Top Chef awards? Well, I was thinking about like the way they score a Top Chef. Uh-huh. Just in terms of like, you could be eliminated even if you are the star chef of the season. Oh, yeah. If your dish is bad. It's as if you don't exist until that dish arrives at the judge's table you have no past you have no history it's true exactly it is the the show and here we're not talking about the oscars we are talking about top chef the show is in fact a historical mm-hmm. right there is only now there is only the moment exactly you're only as good as your last dish yeah which i actually find really unfair because mm-hmm. it's like sorry i spent the whole season proving myself and then i accidentally I th- cut my radish in the wrong way and now I'm getting kicked off. Right. Or like someone bumped into me and I cut my finger and it wasn't my fault because someone stole, you know, my heavy cream. And my glove was filling up with blood. Ugh. But the the alternative is the Oscars, which is also unfair because it's like so-and-so was so good and, you know, Andrew Riseborough was so good in that movie that no one saw, but, you know, Kate Blanchett's lifetime of incredible work. No. Or Michelle Yeoh no. really deserves it. But but I just, like, I think the whole point is you are awarding them for best actress that year. But we're, we never are. It's always like, who do we feel really deserves it right now in this, like, socio-political climate and whose body of work reflects what we are upholding as, you know... Right, but I think you're saying that, like, Andrea Riseborough shouldn't have been nominated. No, no, I'm not saying... I don't know. I am not saying... You are saying... (laughs) Tell me what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm I'm just not sure... Well, all awards shows are... Hooey. Garbage. Yeah, but I just don't know if I lean more Oscars or Top Chef. But here we are. Okay, I will say I definitely lean more Oscars. Because I feel like Top Chef, it's just so... It's, it, it is, um, it, sometimes the judging is downright callous. But then we, but then we might as well just have a popularity contest and. Yeah, we should have a popular dish contest. That's the whole point. Okay, like the James Beard Awards, Mm -hmm. they are giving it to the person who has been proving themselves over the course of the year. They're not just like, well, we had one good meal at your restaurant and therefore you win the award. Yeah, but then how do you make a competition show and how do you have an Oscar ceremony? It just I mean, doesn't work with the acting. Yeah, the reason why the reason why Top Chef works is because right, that that version definitely creates more drama than being like you're consistently really good and therefore you're never you're never in danger of being kicked off. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And then also like if you're consistently really bad and you come through with a good dish. I mean that okay, every season there is someone who Harry and I are like, how is this person still on this fucking show? Mm-hmm. It's like uh, people or, who they they're just they ride the middle. I mean, it's like life, right? Well, okay, if you were on Top Chef, what do you think? What do you feel like your path would be? Hold on. <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about the Oscars. <laughs> Sorry. I love Apparently that this I'm really... more interested. Well, because we've been watching for the last three years, we've been knee deep in Top Chef. Wow, I can't believe that there are that many episodes to fill three years. Well, we're only we're on spreading 10. it out. Oh, yeah, we spread it out. We finished a season, and then it takes us like a month to look at each other and be like, are you ready? You're really savoring it. I mean, because every time we're watching it, we're like, this is ridiculous. Why are we watching this fucking show? But back, well, because it's... It's so good. It is. And And because you're watching fashion and food change over time. Right. You're kind of watching it as a time capsule. Yeah. And of like place. And also just of Padma. You love watching Padma's fashions. Oh my God. It's... Some of the things she pulls out, it's like... 
You're wild. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of ruffles in some of those early seasons. I know. And it's like, why, Padma? You don't need those ruffles. Oh, no. You are so stunning. You could, I mean. If I were her, I would be in like austere Mm -hmm. outfits all the time. Or if it was like a barbecue challenge, I would be like white t-shirt jeans. Oh, of course. But it's like she leans into, you know, they're in Austin and she's there in a in a bootleg denim Mm -hmm. with bedazzle. Oof. And like a yellow tank with like a ruffly. That's what I was <laughs> Two sets of straps. Yes, a two strap. Why? No with the two straps. No, no, no with the two straps. You know what the greatest, um, the greatest, what's the, wait, what is the word for clothing? Vestments? No, vetmol, the, the, the greatest huh? blank sin. Hold on, I'm trying to think of the word for like clothing sin. Like, uh, fashion crime, whatever. Sure. I just felt like there was, there was like a better version that I couldn't think of, but that's okay. But the greatest fashion crime, wearing a bra where the straps show where you've chosen the bra that has the clear straps. I mean, I think, why are we choosing the bra with clear straps? At what point, where did, how, how did we get, how do we find ourselves here? Right. Or choosing a. It's just, if the straps are showing, then you can't have straps. Or, or just like they should just be a color that is fine for you to show. A clear strap is like you're trying to hide it too much. Well, newsflash, a clear strap is not invisible. Right, that's what I'm trying to say. That's, exactly. I mean, if anyone thinks that it is, it's not. You're declaring that you're wearing yeah. a clear strapped bra. I feel like clear strap bras were probably made for the fashion industry when it was like, well, we got to put a bra on her, but we'll just erase it in post. Maybe. I, they've always baffled me. They're so uncomfortable. Well, they're all, yeah, they're plastic. plastic. So it's like you just have a thin band of sweat. I mean, if you, are, <laughs> if you find yourself putting on a plastic uh, strapped bra, you have, I, you've just really found yourself at a low point. It's like you, you either own one already, which is like, wh- why? Wh- why and how old is it? Because I don't think you can like readily procure them. I feel like 2005 was probably a really good year for the clear strapped bra. So Jesus. if you if you have one, it may be from 05. Well, just there's, there's there are better ways. Call there me. Are, <laughs> there are other ways. I mean, I have yet to find them. I just choose to wear my regular bra and just let the strap show, but. Anyway, enough about that. Back about to that. Back <laughs> to the Oscars. Okay, fine. We had a very, very nice time. We, we had, had a, such a fun time. It was so relaxing. We had great food. Small group. It was only five of us. Ari basically looked at me and she was like, you're not allowed to invite anybody who I don't know. I did not. Would you not. say that was fair? I, okay, I guess no. you think no. <laughs> no, you were like, I want it to be ever, people who know each other. Because I, I, I inevitably... You do not remember this? I do. It's coming back to me in waves. <laughs> Interesting. It's lightly but I washing thought it was over me. Perfect, because it was, you know, it was just five of us. So it was very low-key. Right. And it was... You could really wear sweatpants in an actual, like, hideous sweatpant way. Not in, like, a hee-hee, I'm in sweatpants, but they're cute way. Yes. And just sidebar, what I didn't want... Now I remember fully. I'm fully dunked. Uh... I did not want anyone here who was not going to watch the... I didn't want anyone here being like, oh, I'm just at a party and, like, talking loudly. And not knowing that we have to be quiet and this is a sacred space and a sacred time. And even though I don't believe in any of it and it actually infuriates me, infuriates all of us. Oh, oh, it does not infuriate me. I love the Oscars. Right. In fact, it's probably the night with the most tears for me. Wow. Every year I cry at the Oscars. I weep. Yeah, where do, who made you weep the hardest this past Sunday? Key. Yeah. Definitely was crying, crying. Yeah. I think in memoriam I was pretty emotional, but not but then there was some other The in memoriam was bad. The in memoriam was bad because they fucking forgot the woman from wait, there were two people that they forgot. Well they, they forgot, forgot the woman from Triangle of Sadness. They forgot Paul Sorvino, which wow. is like kind of I feel like Hollywood legend. And I feel like they forgot a lot of people. But the fact that they forgot Charles B. Dean from Triangle of Sadness. The lead in Triangle the of lead Sadness. Of, and like about to have her breakout, oh, breakout moment. Really died sad. tragically last August. So, so It awful. really is. Yes. Ugh. But I, so you don't cry at the Oscars? Of course I do. Yeah. That doesn't mean. <laughs> I just feel like it's a night I know I'm going to cry. 
Many other nights, I can't tell until the tears suddenly hit. But the Oscars, I go in knowing it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. So, let's let's talk about... How do you want to get into it? Uh, let's talk about what we ate. Yeah. Well, first of all, we all ended up completely blackout. I feel like I, I remember sitting down and being like, wait, it's best picture? <laughs> <laughs> how did that happen? I mean, we started with... I made a... Uh, pitcher of margaritas. Very good margaritas. Thank you. What was the secret? So I do... Oh, so I had made a jalapeno cilantro uh, simple syrup, which I read in Renee Erickson's book, mm-hmm. Getaway, where she does... She has a chapter about Baja. Um, mm. And she had that recipe in there, but it, I thought doing just that would be way too sweet. So I did... Two parts tequila mm-hmm. to one part lime to I one part so. sweet. Uh-huh. But so my sweet was half triple sec and half Cointreau. Sorry, half half triple sec. <laughs> half. Oh, my well, God. I'm we are drunk. drinking a gin and tonic right now. Maybe that's what's happening. Um, <laughs> half triple sec, half simple syrup so that they weren't too sweet. But then the simple syrup with the jalapeno gave it a little bit of that kick. And I used mezcal, not tequila. It, they were delightful. Thank you. I just feel like the secret to a margarita is two to one to one. It's like a Negroni. It's so simple, but mm-hmm. people always screw up the ratio and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people don't like using any triple sec, mm-hmm. but I'm like, no, the triple sec is what helps to give it that kind of roundness. Otherwise it's just too sweet and too limey. Ooh. So you think triple sec does like a balancing kind of mouthfeel thing? Mm-hmm. It's also like... Triple sec, yes, of course it's sweet, but... What is it? And is it used in any other cocktail? Yeah. Oh, it's used in like everything. It's used in so many cocktails. What? Well, because it's like an orange flavored liqueur. I mean, it's I... it's like... Imagine it's like simple syrup, but just with alcohol and like orange peel. Right. You're like, no, I know what it is. I'm just asking <laughs> what else it's used I know what it is. I... No, I mean, I've I just never had it in my bar. Every sweet cocktail, like I think it's probably used in a daiquiri. I think it's oh, used in all the things I don't make. Yeah, but a margarita, an at-home margarita. Anyway, we had those. Anyway, we had those. We had. I mean, your popcorn popper is. I feel like he's my friend. Gotta get an air popper, guys. So cute. It's just like this little Muppet head spitting <laughs> out. It's I, I want to like make out with it and just have the popcorn go right into my mouth. And it's got the little butter warmer on top, it's like just melting his, on his little brain. If I you guys buy a, ever buy an air popper, look for one. Yeah, it's like the, the it just has a little holder that you mm-hmm. put all your butter in. And then as the popcorn pops, it melts the butter. There's nothing better. Also like real butter popcorn. So good. It was delicious. We had chips. We had some weird, like, kind of dumb, new... What is this obsession with chips now, like making chips healthy? We were very early on this kind of trend, as we are with most food-related things. The healthy chip thing is now everywhere. Like, ooh, this one, I think, was like like a navy bean chip. What the fuck does that mean? I mean, I've had the lentil ones, and those are yummy. Do you think that there are lentils actually involved in that? Well, I They're like do. pulverized and, and powdered? I do because dosas are made with lentils. Uh-huh. That's lentil flour. So I do believe, I think that there's a situation of people being like, oh, wait, if we can make bat- batter, if we can make batter with these things, then can't we just make it into a chip? Huh. Yeah. But like, I just don't need a healthy chip. I don't need health in that form. The point of eating a chip is that it satisfies the oily, the salty... The, like, junk foody craving. Yeah. So I don't need for it to be healthy because I, like, I eat enough lettuce. But it's almost like there's just more innovation happening in that field. Remember? In the healthy field. So it's like, I'm sick of my everyday options for my other chips. Mm. You know? Yeah. But, like, it was a white cheddar jalapeno flavored chip with an interesting texture. So I was like, yeah, I'll try this. Yeah. Well, you're saying that was made of navy bean. Right. So I feel like I was, I was more drawn to the flavor and it just happened to be one of these new brands. Right. But would you order those again or would you, would you just get Doritos? Well, Doritos is a Dorito, you know, that's too much. I think I wouldn't have wanted a bowl of Doritos out. I thought that flavor was like kapow. To me, it was almost like queso. Wow. 
I mean, you guys aren't here. You're not tasting them, so I guess I'm it doesn't really matter. I'm tasting them in my mind's eye. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. This is... We it was almost like a jalapeno popper. We didn't have to. It was, which I liked. I like it. Okay. I, I like it. Uh, I like a texture that... Like a puff. Yes. Oh, that I melts. love a puff. Oh, yeah. I mean, but I would rather... I would just rather have a Cheeto. <gasps> Cheetos. Not a Cheetos. A Cheeto's not a melt. A Cheeto is a crunch. No, no, no. Wait, I'm, no. Think, I'm thinking of puff. a Cheeves puff. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sometimes I think of that. Wait, what are those called? Are those just called like puffy Cheetos? Or like a cheese ball. Yeah. Give me a big old jar. Oh, my God. The play that I did in the fall, we had a gigantic thing of cheese balls sitting on the table at the end of every single play, and we were never allowed to open it, which was totally infuriating because then we would get like orange dust all over ourselves. But you were supposed to be eating them? No, it's like we, everybody gets stoned. Well, whatever. I'm not. Don't give it away. I know. Yeah. Don't (laughs) give away the play that you did seven months ago. Um, everybody gets stoned and we come out with all these snacks and, and like a huge ball of cheese balls is one of the snacks. Cute. Um, but like there were only certain things that we were allowed to eat, which I was also like, guys, it doesn't matter. The cheese balls. I do think it's like, and you don't want to get it like on your costume. That I understand. That's a huge thing. Yeah. That's a huge thing. Yeah. Or, um, I mean, under your nails, it would be a dead giveaway. I think they're going to be eating cheese balls later in the play. That's based right. On, based on what's underneath her That's right. You've got those, those old school theater goers in the front row with their bifocal. Just like, Ooh, what are the clues? <laughs> um, all right. We had, we had a round of like finger, not even proper snacks. It was very cash, very last minute, which I liked. Me too. It was so nice to do it like that. If there had been literally two more people, I would not have been able to do it like that. I would have been flipping out. Yeah, someone would have been like, isn't there a dip? Well, I would have been like, did did I have to make a dip? Pretzels. Yes, pretzels. A dark sourdough pretzel. Which did not sound appealing to me. Oh, really? Oh, I thought they sounded so appealing. But I thought they were delicious. Then we ordered in... Wow, guys. (laughs) Say it. I hope I stop slurring my words before I go to this dinner. Then we ordered in Chinese food. We got... Mm -hmm. Okay, hold on, everybody. We ordered a whole Peking duck. Oh, God. And I'm sorry, but what came mm-hmm. had to have been less than a half. Uh, I don't think it was less than half, but, but it, was it wasn't half. a whole. Well, it was, I would say somewhere between half and two thirds. I think they just basically like took all the breast meat, like as in just gave us all the breast meat. Yeah. No leg. I'm very wary of ordering whole anything, whether oh, at a restaurant God. or takeout. Yeah. Where it's not served as a whole thing. You know what well, I mean? The worst is where they come around and they present you and this is the chicken you'll be having. And then the thing comes and you're like, that's oh, not that's the not the same thing. I know. I said, the, so put it on my table right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I can carve it myself. I can. That's just leave it here. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. It's, if it's ridiculous. done. You're like, it just came out of the oven. Here it is. I'm like, okay, great. Put it down. The I only thing it. I'm not wary of ordering whole is a fish. Because it's like, it's hard, it's hard to hide. If you don't bring the whole fish, then... You're not getting the whole fish. You're not getting a whole fish, right? Whereas with a chicken, they could be like, oh no, we actually just pre-cut the breast, and then we took all of the, like, we took, like, the meat off of the thighs. They could make up anything. Yeah. And I think similar with this duck, it's just like they, they're chopping up ducks all day long, and just, like throwing a bunch in a container for the to-go and be like, that's a whole duck portion. Yeah, exactly. It's a whole duck portion. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Anyway, that was infuriating, but also delicious. It was delicious. I'm just like, I could have eaten three times how much duck I ate. Me too. That's why I'm infuriated. Although I was, I didn't even realize how full I was until I got home and I was like, oh, I feel sick. Oh, I didn't realize how full I was until I woke up, yeah, in the middle of the night, covered in sweat and like <laughs> wanting to vomit. <laughs> Um, all right, all right, all right. So we got the duck. We got, I think, the vegetables. I want to take a Chinese, a Chinese vegetable cooking, cooking class. class. Yeah, they there's just I would I could be a vegetarian in China. Oh, China. me too. Yeah, For well, sure. yeah. I think it would be very hard, but yes. Yeah, they're oh god, so good. We had so good broccoli with fresh garlic. So unbelievable. We had um, that cabbage. Oh yeah, exactly. Ugh. Cabbage with. Hot peppers. So when I lived in China... Do I have cabbage at home? I have a half a head. Do you want it? You don't We're leaving tomorrow. Yeah, I want it. Um, Yes! When I was living in China, every single lunch, I would have that cabbage. Bai tsai is how you say cabbage. It means 
white vegetable. Would you make it? No. It's like, so we would go to this place which served Dongbei food, which is what this restaurant serves as well. Mm -hmm. And we would have soup with dumplings. My friend Rami and I, we would have soup with dumplings and Mm. we would have that cabbage every single day. I mean, it's so incredible because it's like part stir fried, part braised, I think is the key. Yeah. You got all that liquid at the bottom and and it tastes good and like umami and doesn't taste dirty. It's at like, all. At oh, all. Yeah. It's really a like a clear, clean flavor. I mean, Harry knows I have like a cabbage obsession. I just love cabbage. I mean, the versatility. Really? the ver- I mean, I made a slaw on Saturday and I ate it braised on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Could you believe it? I know. And then just like <laughs> taking a bite while you're cutting it. So nice oh. and sweet and crisp. I know. It's, a, it's so sweet. Oh, I do love a cabbage. Uh, okay, we had the cabbage, we had the broccoli, we had... Oh, the, their dumplings were incredible. Their dumplings were Spring so good. Spring rolls were incredible. Yep, yep. Uh, we had one other thing... Did we? Noodles. Noodles, I, didn't, exactly. I actually didn't have any noodles. Oh, the sesame noodles, they were really good. God, good sesame noodles. There's nothing better. Beep, beep. Yeah. I agree. What's the beep beep? Um, the, you just got a honk from the car oh. outside. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, sesame yeah. noodles! <laughs> I do love I'm, a sesame noodle. I, I don't think I will until I put it in my mouth. I feel like I would like to make my own sesame noodles by grinding my own sesame seeds. I think you are insane. No, I think it would be so good. You can even grind them like in your food processor. We're in a blender. Your food processor? Oh, God. All right. I had a disaster. So Saturday, I cooked a bunch of food for some friends who came over. It was very fun. I made a lot of Mexican food. I wanted to ask you what your favorite bite was this week because I couldn't stop thinking about my own, which was my own barbacoa that I made. Well, I mean, how am I going to top that? I'm not. And (laughs) and I've come to terms with that. Well, I was wondering, like, if it's uncouth to say your own, like, something that you cooked as being your best bite of the week. No, No, of course it's not. It was from Serious Eats, and I'm on such a Serious Eats kick lately. I'm like, I don't want to look at the New York Times anymore. I think Serious Eats, it's so, I feel like they don't have the pressure on them to come up with five new recipes every single day, and therefore all of their recipes are actually, like, perfect. And it's science-based. I haven't always been a Serious Eats person. Like, you go there before you'll go anywhere else? Mm -hmm. Well, it depends if, yes, if I'm like, I need to get to the bottom of this. X, you know, like I need to figure out the best sesame noodle. If I need to figure out right. the way to make the best sourdough bread, whatever that is, then yes. But Have if I'm ever like, baked a sourdough bread, what do you mean during the pandemic? Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, I just don't, I just think of you as being like I'm not a baker, so. Don't you remember during the pandemic you were like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, you're like, my dad. My dad has about 15 starters. I think I was so wrapped up in my own drama that I didn't listen to your sourdough stories. I'm sorry. Fair enough. I didn't really have any. I didn't, it wasn't good and I, and too much of a hassle. Anyway, yes, but, but the convenience of the New York Times cooking app is a huge game changer because then one of the things I hate the most in our living in this day and age with the internet and being a, a, a cook, a home cook, is having to scroll through the bullshit in recipes. Oh, the ads, like, the talking, the, the stories. Oh, it's oh, just wait, get wait. me to jump to recipe. Jump to recipe. <laughs> jump to recipe, I know. The other day, I was in the market and I saw the most beautiful selection of fresh beans. I know. And Do you ever see fresh beans? It yeah. reminded me of my grandmother who always used to cook fresh beans. And then 17 paragraphs later. Truly. And 50 <laughs> ads later. So, I know, but I'm happy that food bloggers are still doing their thing. I gotta say, I made a bean recipe actually from a food blog and it was fucking good. I just have no more time for wading through the bullshit. Yeah. I don't. And unfortunately, it is bullshit. It's just like, we don't need the story. They want clicks. But they want more words because they might get more clicks. Oh, you think more words equals more clicks? Oh, it's some like, um, everyone listening who works in tech is going to be like, yeah, it's the... SEO? The, yeah. Search engine optimization? Yeah. The more things you say, the more likely you will have a hit. Interesting. Oh, like the, if you use beans 1,700 times. Right. Or like if you also talk about your grandmother and you also talk about a tree. Like it's just how, you know, how kind of... You're trying to stack. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so crazy. Wait, I was reading an article actually by a guy who I went to college with, Drew Kular. 
um, in the New Yorker about how AI, they're using AI now to diagnose people, to diagnose like mental illness and mm -hmm, also like mm -hmm. to help people with mental illness. Mm -hmm. Because I keep on being like, why are people engaging with chat GPT? Can't we just disable it and pretend like it never fucking happened and like no. move on with our lives? But this was, this is a way in which AI is actually a helpful thing. And it made me, made me rethink my stance. Mm -hmm. That's not really my stance. I just don't know anything about it. And I'm terrified. Yeah, I don't want to go down this hole. How do I approach subjects that deeply terrify me and depress me in a way um, like in a removed way that's funny. <laughs> this is a this is an ongoing question for the podcast. I think in my personal life, I'm allowed to just like scream in, in oh. a room, but it's really yeah. I don't know how to I don't know how to broach that topic on the show right now without like spiraling into just a completely terrifying. Well, place. let's just. Let's begin Table and it. just no. Let's begin and see if you spiral. No, no, no. We're talking about the Oscars. We're not talking about the Oscars well, why anymore. Why not? I feel like we should go there. <laughs> I don't want to talk about AI on having a night. Why not? I don't. It's just like because AI is everywhere. I don't know. I, I, I but isn't that all the more reason to actually engage with it and be like, oh, this is a part of our lives? No, you want this to feel like this. Like we are. I just want a welcome distraction from AI. Yeah, I feel like everyone is inundated right now with like, oh no, AI, it's coming. You don't think that the people listening are desperate to know our thoughts on AI? <laughs> I mean, you just gave yours and I basically gave mine. I'm, it's terrifying it's and I hate it. Okay, well then let me just briefly go back to the barbacoa. I'll mm -hmm. reel it in. But back to the barbacoa, oh, because the reason why I started talking about it was because I made all this food. Also... I felt very much like a chef because I felt like my hero ingredient was chicken broth. Always. But I feel like that's one of those things that really chefy people are like, the secret is just like really good chicken broth. Mm -hmm. Whereas I would be like, I don't know, like the secret is like, I was at the green market and like I got nice produce, but this was like, ooh, secret pantry. Anyway, um, I made, I, I made a bunch of stuff, but the point is that I was making fucking margaritas. I made one pitcher. It was delicious. I made a second pitcher and my entire blender, it didn't explode. It came apart while it was like on the blending stand. So the bottom unscrews and the entire bottom unscrewed while there was an entire pitcher of margaritas. And it was so, it's just very dispiriting. Yeah. And I, again, this is a, a, a plug. We haven't done one of these in a while. If you're out there, Vitamix, oh, right. please, please send Sophie a model. But then do you have a Vitamix and a food processor? Right now I don't have a food processor. I do, but it's in storage. So yeah, I, I guess. Because that's why I bought... I would have both. I would that's have both. That's why I bought the blender that I bought because the food processor goes on the same thing. I know, but it is essential for a blender, I think, to have the pitcher be like contained, it, there should be no way that it could possibly leak. No, because the whole point is to unscrew it so that you can clean it really well. But the Vitamix cleans so well. Oh, she's doing this with her hand. Does that mean that like you turn it on? Well, like, you can you, like, literally just put a water and a drop of soap, soap yeah. and run it for 30 seconds and it's clean. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I bought this one like two years ago, so I'm not getting rid of it anytime soon. All right. Yeah, Vitamix. All right. Vitamix. Um, if you want to go back to the Oscars, we also finally had a Sunday bar. Yeah. Wasn't as good. It, it, you know what? I'm not going to get down on us before, before I get down on this. We, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I think. God, I have this one curl that won't leave me alone. Sorry. Oh, it's like, it, it won't. It's keep. God, she keeps bothering me like Halle Berry. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Can't get a hair out of my feet. I want to talk about looks. Um, Blenders, what was I just saying? No, you were saying? in Sunday Bar. Sunday Bar. Oh, well, we had, we got gelato as our base. Yeah. Um, we got vanilla and hazelnut. And we had chopped pretzels, the same, the self-same pretzels from snacks, roasted peanuts, um, Mal made hot fudge. Our friend Mallory used a recipe that has been passed down through the generations. It was delicious. For hot fudge. It was delicious. She keeps something like, I'm sorry about the texture. It was very close. But I liked that. I thought it was. Oh my god! I I'm like, I actually would have just really sat with a bowl of that yeah. and gone to town. Yeah, and I actually think we could have just warmed it better, but we were all hammered by that yeah. point. And we also and had like my desperate. brownies. We had your brownies. I had made these rye brownies, so I made rye flour brownies, no regular flour, 
And then with some, I used like a Ras Al Hanout, Hanout mm-hmm. or Hanout, whatever. Don't ask me. That in them. And then I ne- I'm never like, I sprinkle it with flaky sea salt. I just think that's so, what, 2018, 2017, 2016? But I did it. Or timeless. I don't, to me, it's not timeless. Huh. It's like a fine flavor combination, but it's not timeless in the way that like a regular chocolate chip cookie is timeless. Okay. Like to me, it's like the classic is not the thing with the extra salt, the sweet with the salt on top. Well. Very trend, trend driven. I don't know, but I do think it's a flavor enhancer. I don't know that it's an enhancer. It's just another flavor to me. Hmm. Like, there's a reason that you put salt into the bake itself, mm-hmm. and, like, that is the flavor enhancer, whereas I think, like, flaky salt on top is just, like, oh, now I'm just having, like, a bite of salt with my sweet. And as a person who doesn't like sweet and salty. What? Oh, you know I'm a not no, sweet No, I've salt. never heard this we, before. We've discussed this, like, a million times. No, podcast. we haven't. No, I don't like sweet and salty together. You don't like kettle corn? Hate kettle corn. Huh. Literally on my list of things I would never like to see again. Wow. Okay, wait, can we do that? What are your things that you would, that you're like, if I never ate that again, Mike and Ike's. Oh, I could eat a Mike and Ike right now. Yeah. Don't need to see it. I mean, I don't like need to eat it, but I, but I could eat it. No, I'm saying like things that if they disappeared from the face of the earth, you would be like, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Oh gosh. Um, Starburst. Wow, even a pink or a red? Yeah, no. Just tastes like wax. <laughs> yeah, it's such nice wax. If you've had a high Wait, chew, why on. would you ever want a Starburst ever again? Because we're American, and what can you do? We just can't compare it to the Japanese high chew. Yeah, but now high chews are everywhere, so I you know. can just get one. Yeah, but every once... To me, it's also the flavor of childhood. Not that I ate them that much, but it's like... I never oh liked God. it. Like at a soccer game, it's like some mom was holding like a plastic bag full of loose Starburst, and you go and you like... Well, <laughs> for like four hours. Wait, did you ever like remember the the lips, the huge wax lips? Yes, of course. Because you're talking about wax. Did you like those? I love those. Like, like I'd like to have them. I didn't yeah. like to eat them. You wouldn't like chew them. I kinda? might. I honestly <laughs> might uh, prefer that to a Starburst because that's okay. like you know it's wax. You're not hoping yes. desperately that you're gonna. Be like your friends and enjoy the Starburst, just <laughs> chewing in agony. That's like, all right, I'm going to see how much flavor is in here. Not much. And then, like, I'm not going to actually eat it. I'm just going to, it's going to become, like, devoid of flavor and translucent. Right. And um, then I'll throw it out. Where do you stand on, like, a Skittle? Um, not, I don't stand, don't I don't stand. stand tall. Okay. Okay, no Skittles. Huh. I'm, I'm more of, I, I don't, who knows if they even still exist. I used to prefer, like, a Mamba. It's a mamba. I've never even heard of that. Um, or a now and later. I want to wow. feel like my teeth oh my might God. break. Oh my God. Yeah, we're so opposite. I'm mm-hmm. like, sure, I'll take a Starburst. Whereas now and later, it's like, like, what's the point? It's so the pain. And then there's yep. very little flavor. I we're feel not like... nerds. No. No? You didn't like a nerd? That's just a sugar. That's like a, you know, mainline to the system. But like so, in such a pleasant way. Ugh. No. Airheads? I did really enjoy the novelty of a nerd rope. And a nerd rope was basically like a piece of licorice mm-hmm. that obviously didn't taste like licorice. No. Covered t- in nerds. Correct. Just okay. of like, what is this? Who invented it? Why? You know, <laughs> it was, it exactly. Like, what is, <laughs> there's no kind of utility. I used to love those. Oh my God. I used to, God. I, when I was growing up, I was not allowed to eat any candy, which probably is also why, like, mm-hmm, nerds to me mm-hmm, are like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, man. Wait, were you like uh-huh. a fun dip? Oh, anything, anything that was of that era, I was all I know this over. About you. Mm-hmm. I hate when people are like, like, white on rice, but it was probably true. <laughs> That rice you made was really good, by the way. I just had like, some more last night. Fucking chicken stock. Mm-hmm. Like I said. We've said this on the show before. I think when I did the episode about my dad, maybe, and Christmas, Seven Fishes. Mm. So I'm always like, what's your secret? And it's like, he just has a pot of stock going and you add it to everything. Yeah, just got to have court. Well, see, that's oh, so Maybe nice. it was a Thanksgiving episode and it was about stuffing. Maybe oh. it was our video oh. about stuffing. Oh, maybe. No, I don't think he... Oh, wait, did we use chicken stock in that? Yeah, we, yeah, we, we did. both did. We did. I just, every time I have a whole chicken, obviously, I then turn it into, oh, okay, I was fantasizing about this the other day. Let me finish my first sentence. Every time I have chicken, obviously, I then make a stock out of it. But I was fantasizing about buying a whole chicken, 
putting the thing whole into mm. the pressure cooker mm-hmm. with just like an, a halved onion mm-hmm. and a bay leaf. I think the broth from it would be incredible. Mm-hmm. And then imagine you take that whole chicken and you turn it into like poached chicken dishes, mm-hmm. like a really nice poached chicken salad with a sesame noodle and a lot of cilantro. I mean, and a julienne cucumber. In theory, that sounds so good. Here, here's the issue I'm going to bring up. The chicken that you put in the pressure cooker, I don't think can be the same chicken as the poached chicken in the dish with the broth. Because you think all the flavor will be leached out? And the texture will be mushy. I don't think it will get mushy. Huh. Because, like, think about how... First of all, I think all of the gelatin from the skin and everything will get into the broth, which is so nice. Yes, the broth will be amazing. But I think, like, think about how... I mean, I'm like... like like how yeah. how much like fascia there is in the chicken? Yes, and it's like I don't think it's all just gonna turn to mush. Well, not like mush per se, but it's just not. Look, I'm saying I'm just for the everyday it. customer, please try it. Please try it. Oh, yeah, for the everyday customer. But I, I yeah, I love. I have been known in my family when when my parents make chicken broth to like go through. I can picture it now. The they always have like the same kind of col- metal colander over a bowl to like get all of the the last bits of the stock out and I will just like take the chicken bits that are left off yeah. the bone and eat it but it's basically flavorless and it doesn't taste like or the texture is not the same as if I had just poached it mm. chicken to eat so I think and I do love a poached chicken dish I so love much but whenever I have one dish. I'm guessing that those places aren't using the same poached chicken for the broth as they are I think they're poaching the breasts and making the broth with oh, bones and with the dark meat. Maybe you're right, which is funny because I'm like... Give me the dark yeah, meat. Yeah, give me the dark meat. You yeah. can put the breasts but in But a poached thing. breast, totally. I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. I'll fucking do it. Dare oh, me, yeah. I'll do God it. damn it, I will. That's actually such a good question. Is like, what is your classic chicken stock recipe? Because now I always use um, onion skins. Nice. It makes them really... It makes the whole stock like super golden and beautiful. Oh really? Yeah, it's incredible. I only now I basically only do, I don't do celery, I don't do carrot, mm. I just do onion, onion skins. If I have like a shallot and no onion, like I'll use that instead. Whatever, bay leaf and chicken. Mm. C'est tout. Nice. What about you? I'm kind of like throw whatever I have in there, um, unless I'm trying to do something really pure. One thing I will often do is. I'll supplement whatever chicken parts I already have or the chicken carcass, carcass I, carcasses I already have with. I'll just go get, um, this is probably terrible, but a bunch of wings. Oh, no, but I think that's like a classic. Yeah. Yeah. Just to I think the collagen. Right. They say like get a bunch of wings if you can get necks. That's great. Mm-hmm. If you guys get whole chickens and there is a, and you pull out all the inside, sometimes the neck is in there and that's like the perfect thing to use. Mm-hmm. But do you ever use the giblets? Not in stock, but like, do you ever use them? Nope. Me neither. And I'm like, oh, what should I be doing? Making pate? I guess. Yeah. What else could you be doing? What else could you have done? Uh, if you're making stuffing, you can add the giblets to that, but that's for a turkey. I don't know. I'm getting lost over here. Um, yeah, so yeah. where am I and what and when am I? What are we talking about? It's we've gone in a million different directions, but um, but wait, before the week is over, we've got to talk about the Oscar looks. It's true. Thank you. I mean, the one that was causing the alarm was Thames and her white, yes, halo of a dress, which was gorgeous on the red. Oh, sorry. Champagne carpet. I just hate the fact they kept referring to it as champagne. It's like, like it's a beige carpet. It's a gorgeous gold carpet. It's a it gorgeous. It ain't champagne. It was not a gorgeous gold carpet, though. I don't know. It sort of reminds me of the carpet that's in my bedroom, which is like chartreuse, practically. Why couldn't they have a red carpet? I don't know why they didn't. Because, like, guys, red is classic. But I think it was like, was there a shortage? Oh, I don't know. I thought maybe it was like for attra- like attractiveness, like the way that it reflects. Oh, I don't think it was an aesthetic choice. I think it was like, uh-oh, the red's at the laundry. <laughs> it's not dry. Who, whatever intern was in charge of fucking picking up the dry cleaning that week. Man, I would really love screwed up. to be there that morning. The chaos. 
Oh my God. Ugh. The chaos, part of what I really enjoyed this year was watching all of the publicists standing in back of their clients. For some reason, it was like, I think the carpet must have been very crowded this year because I think a lot of people decided to show up who usually would be like, oh, fuck it, I'm not going again. Mm. But like, because it was really back, everybody decided to show up. It was back. So it was like, all of the, we were watching on Hulu, by the way, we missed <gasps> the entire opening. Oh my gosh, it oh was my so hectic. God. I just had to cancel my Spectrum TV subscription. That was embarrassing. Because I was like... I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. We thought that we could watch it on Hulu. I'm so I was so confused by the whole thing. Whatever. We couldn't. So but you confused. know what? Somebody also texted me being like, Oh yeah, I missed the whole opening monologue because we thought we had They have to figure it out for next year. Figure out where it's streaming and just have it be accessible. But what? this is my point. They don't want us to figure it out. They don't want us to figure it out. They, they want... want us to watch? No, because they want us all to go back to cable. They want us all to cancel the subscriptions to Who's our stream. They? I think the cable companies, ABC, are still, you know, the cable companies are the ones running the Oscars. No, it's ABC not the is streaming. Disney. Disney owns ABC. I think Disney wants everybody on Disney Plus. In which case, oh no, but that's why it was on Hulu because Disney also owns Hulu. I just think they make it so complicated and it's so much easier to be like, oh, I'll just pay my cable bill it's, and watch it's it. Ex- expensive now I when know. we bought it it was like sixty dollars right <laughs> that's what i'm saying oh my god anyway we they, missed that why would they break it up like that they just want everyone to have this moment of panic no i don't i, I don't think mm. that is it there's definitely something behind it but i don't think that is it unfortunately all right we can talk about this at a, at a later time no because i think that every single Every network is owned by something that now has a streamer. Yes, but every network wants to be its own essence, which is, they are still like, we are not, uh, streaming is something we do. It's a branch of ours. It's, a, it's something that we do, but we, they're like titans. They're not, they don't want to change. They want it to be how it always was. And it is the most expensive thing. And it's the, e- they, so it's the easiest thing. I mean, it's so hard to cancel a cable subscription if you have one I had to call I had a wonderful conversation where then he was like why are you canceling I was exactly. like oh come on why do you think mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay wait so yes Thames with the white yes the problem was that she was obviously Blocking sitting in front people. of people and I would be very upset if I was at the Oscars and my view was being blocked but it was gorgeous yeah I would be very upset I wonder if those people were giving a f- given a fair warning Oh, probably. I doubt it. Yeah, probably not. There was the seat whole point surprise. Yeah. Well, we don't know if they were seat fillers. They would have moved them if they were stars, don't you think? Maybe. I don't know if you can like reassemble, like redo the seating once the Oscars have started. I was very saddened by the donkey that Me Jimmy too. Kimmel brought out. I was actually shocked to see your sadness. Oh my no, I like animals. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Okay, sorry guys. If you don't know this about me, I have I'm like I'm, I'm not into the idea of owning pets, but that's actually because I like animals, because I feel that the idea of like owning another species is really problematic. Well, <laughs> I mean, I eat yes. them, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I thought the donkey was a terrible oh and very outdated idea. To and I can't believe no one is saying anything about it. Can I tell you what happened to me today? It's really sad. You no, may not want it. No, wanna, you don't want me to I don't want to. Do you want to okay. do you want to share it? Sure, you want to share it. Well, I was it. walking down no, I was walking down the street and there was a mouse trap on the side of the ground what? on 49th Street. A sticky mouse trap. What? And there was a mouse stuck in it and he was alive. Oh my god, so sad. Guys, don't get those kinds of mouse traps. It was so awful. Anyway, I'm not saying that the the donkey was having the same experience, but like. (gasps) No, it wasn't. And I think it was a therapy animal. I hope so. And I'm sure that they did whatever 2023, like. And you were trying to say 23 and me. I was like, no, it's 23. No, they were they were looking up the ans- the ancestry of that donkey. No, just like whatever current protocols. I'm sure they were following. I'm sure. It was just the but way that he was weird. looking away from the audience. I was like, this of course this animal is scared. There are like 5,000 people in the yeah, audience. Yeah, it was giving like 1970s talk show. To totally. Me. Like totally. what are we doing? It's not like a, Did it you was watch Carnivalesque? Yeah. Did you watch the Jimmy Kimmel opening? No, I did not. I didn't either, but I feel like I should. He also maybe 
from what we saw. So here's my big problem with it, which has to do, maybe I'm not going to blame him, but he was the spokesperson. There were not enough like built-in moments. Like if you were directing it as a play, I'm like, what are the moments? It's all one big champagne carpet wash. But I think what's crazy is like, I think they're trying to make it shorter. Right. But the thing that they are giving up is all of those special moments. Like remember fucking Billy Crystal and Whoopi coming out and like a swing together over the, I mean, all of those moments. And the whole point is maybe it's changed, but like they used to have a budget that was so extraordinary that it's like, you could make it really theatrical. Yeah. It's just like not theatrical anymore. God, is it? Do they need a budget? Can they not just convince the presenters to like do something more fun? No, you have to have a budget to literally like fly people through a theater. But I'm saying you don't even need set or props. Just like give write better jokes for the presenters. Well, that's that. I don't know. I I think it's tricky because I think a lot of you know you get it the day of and it's it's all I don't a problem. Blame, that's a I don't problem. blame anyone except for like whoever is making the decisions to not have any fun moments. I blame them. Yeah, it was a. I thought overall disappointing. Really? Oh, oh I God. thought overall I was like, oh, it felt like an Oscars. I okay, yes. I didn't even watch last year. That's the only year of my life, maybe that I've never watched. Same. And like that was sad. So this for me, I'm like, oh, it felt like a boring year at the Oscars with ads oh, in it. That good. Oh, I was thrilled to have ads. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know you. What? Oh, I love... I'm like, it makes me feel like it's real TV. No, I just... So we got new Swiffer. It's always like, boom. No, 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 no. Not not commercials. And I know, you're just showing off your skill. (laughs) But don't you feel like those are like every car commercial and Swiffer commercial and everything kind of sounds like that? But also (laughs) what you were just doing is the Seinfeld, interstitial music. (laughs) Oh, well, I won't do it here, but if you, you just did it, you just no, did it. No, that was it. That was like, that was it. No, now this one is like, boom, Seinfeld. No. It's the Seinfeld music. I swear it's not. Anyway, wait, what do you mean then by commercials? I mean, the ads that they showed for Little Mermaid, they were just... Oh, yeah. Well, again, it's Disney. And those were the moments, though, where I think they would have had... Some kind of theatrical pop. Give me a pop. Yes. Give me a dance. Give me a joke. Give me something. Give Literally give me anything besides just like shitty jokes in the audience. God, that was cringy, cringy with Malala. Oh, yeah. Terrible. Terrible. Him yeah. in the audience. Jimmy Kimmel in the audience just like. Well, she was truly desperate. looking up at him like. Really? Huh? Yeah, exactly. You're really. We're having this. We're doing this right now. Okay. Yeah. Oh Ugh. my god! And then just presenters coming on and and presenting, presenting, presenting the present. job of presenting. Ugh, I don't know. Anyway, outfits. I don't know. A little underwhelmed, uh, but I must remind myself that it is not the Grammys. Okay. It is not. No, but I was not. I was pleasantly surprised in that I, last year practically felt like people were showing up in flannel. We didn't watch last year. We didn't, but I still looked at the outfits. I'm not a total imbecile. Um, well, the out- like- it seems like the outfits now are more... And actually... Okay, rephrase this. The outfits have probably always been better, of course, for the Vanity Fair after party. Now they're giving the all of those looks more publicity than they used to so now it's like oh i'm seeing the red carpet of those looks well vanity fair also did a tiktok party the week before whatever it is people are saving their fun looks for that and i'm like show the people the outfits live why aren't we wearing these things to the oscars well i feel like people i mean i think because the oscars there's also a certain level of like solemnity that comes with it of like we understand that this is a this is a a moment to be revered and like this is a moment to yeah I guess but, but my that's... point about the TikTok thing is like Vanity Fair doing doing a party within a week of the Oscars uh-huh. and then doing their Oscars party it's sort of like saying okay we now see TikTok as being somewhat in parallel with like a, an award show that has been going on for like a hundred plus years hundred yeah less than hundred less than, yeah no less 90 less. 86 <gasps> Who knows? 93, maybe? Mm. I bet it's... I think it must have started in the late 30s. I'm totally making that up. Yeah. 
Um, anywho, I'm just saying everyone's always concerned with ratings and money, even though it's not about preserving. If, if someone said, hey, this could make you more money, they'd do it. Yeah. Wait, who? What? I'm saying they're not concerned with like, oh, everyone dress for solemnity. The, the oh, theme no, no, is no, no, not. No. no, but I think the point is like if you showed up in a Grammys outfit, right? If you showed up like Lil' Kim with a, a Little Mermaid dress and a and star the, over a boob, mm-hmm. people would be like, that's the wrong, you know, like that you didn't get the memo of what this is supposed to be because I think it is supposed to be more like stately. Yeah, it but has more like like um, Kennedy Center Honors vibe. That's true. Than then we like need Grammys. Then we need like more new blood, whether it be the talent or the designers, or Ouch. like people. I just am like I'm bored. I was bored. You know who I thought stood out this year? The men. I thought Paul Mescal looked amazing. Yeah, I love that suit and um, those pants. I when he walked on, I said I've been looking for those pants. Truly searching for those pants. Well, it turns out you can find them at Gucci. So <laughs> seventeen hundred dollars later, um, I thought he looked great. I thought I thought a lot of the guys wore outfits that I was like, oh yeah. I did not love that color that The Rock was in. I liked it. Really? Why not? Sha- I don't have a problem with champagne satin but in a tuxedo jacket it's just too it gets too wrinkly around the armpits oh i wasn't looking at his armpits well when it's that wrinkly you can't help it Mm. god he's so large yeah it's really i feel like if i came across him like just on the street i'd be like whoa i know it's very (laughs) it excites me in a way that is like very primal well, I went to school, I feel like, with a lot... Like, a lot of the football players... This is so dorky. I'm like, <laughs> a lot of the, like, football players at Yale. But, like, there were people who were that size. And it was, indeed... It's very, like, oh, you're... It's sort of in the way that models are, like, oh, you're actually just a different species. Yeah, It's, like, also a different species. It's, like, your back is three and a half feet wide. Mm-hmm. Like, if I am on your back as, like, a piggyback ride, I'm, like, an ant on a... Insert metaphor here. I don't know. know. (laughs) On a Snickers bar. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I guess because I never went to any kind of uh, school with a football team, I will never know. I mean, I would not have known it if it weren't for college. Trust me. I would have been like, oh, I'm sure they're about my size. (laughs) No, I always knew they were big. And whenever I meet one, I'm like, wow. But yeah, so I'll just like, I'll take yards and yards of that fabric. Because I'm like, wow, that's a big, that's, it's just kind of, so kind of simple. Like, hey, I'm a big guy and I'm wearing like a neutral kind of feminine color. And I'm like, yeah. I appreciate it. Oh, I think he's great. I just think it's, I think anything, I mean, if I've ever worn silk and then seen photos of myself after, I'm like, silk pants, the wrinkles around the crotch. Oh my God, there's nothing worse. There is truly worse. No. <laughs> I hate to break to you, there are lots of things worse. No, but the, I, uh, there are pants that I have that I'm like, these are for events where there's no sitting down. Right. Exactly. Which is, are very few and far between because as soon as I get somewhere, I'm looking for a seat. <laughs> it's like, I'm getting to a stand-up cocktail party, but I'm looking for a seat. Yeah, and it's a testament to how fun your party is if I ever find that seat. Because hey, if yeah, I'm having exactly. fun, then I kind of lose track of the seat. Right. But, yeah, um, can't no, wear those pants. Can't yeah. wear those pants to the Oscars. But you can, because all the pictures are taken before. I and mean, then you change for the Vanity Fair after party. But I always think of people, like, in a limo on their way to the Oscars, just, like, sitting like this. Like oh, making me, me themselves too. into like a pencil in the back of the limo. Lying down, straight up on a stretcher in the limo. Exactly. Rolling out like I did out of the oh my Uber God. after your party. I like that we're calling it a party, but yeah, Ari fell out of her Uber. It was that so that epic. feeling of accidentally stepping on your coat while you're wearing your coat. Mm-hmm. It's like anytime I've done a play that requires a costume that's like a long dress, that's my biggest fear is like I'll stand up and the heel will be on the back of the dress and you go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Stepping on a garment is uh, it's certain death. It's it feels as if you're being sucked into the ground because it happens so quickly. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, I just straight up tumbled out of the Uber like just neat SUV, just like down. (laughs) Just like rolled out. (laughs) Um, That's what we get, you know? You know? 
Um, I'm going to go and put on a very colorful outfit for Holi and Purim. Oh, yeah, I'm going to a Holi Purim party, as in Holi space Purim. I'm very jealous. I'm going home. I'm also very jealous. No. What are you going to watch? Anything? Oh, I watched Navalny. And? Fucking hell. It's so... It's really unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable in so many ways, particularly seeing him decide to go back to Russia mm-hmm. and seeing him in prison and knowing that he understood that he was deliberately making that choice. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, don't, I think it's like how a person could understand that they have, I'm going to use like very like religious language, but like a higher purpose in that way that mm-hmm. it's like, I understand that my life is meant mm-hmm. to make a difference. I, yeah. Just a selflessness that I could never ever imagine. Your yeah. instinct watching him is to be like, no, 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 you're fine. Like you're not there. Like just right. stay, just like work from afar. Yeah. Like, but no, it's, it's true bravery and selfless selflessness and just patriotism in a way, yeah, like truly totally. believing in his in his country and the people and and the just like the what it means to be a Russian citizen that is you know and wanting to take down Putin and uh, you know the the government and the, well, like belief in your fellow man in yeah. such an extraordinary way, uh, yeah. Yeah, he is also a big, strong, tall, hot man. So that helps. Which part does it help? I think it just probably helps him as like this iconic guy. Like also because Putin is so small. Is he very short? Oh, yeah. I didn't know quite how short he was. I think he's like stands on things when he meets (laughs) with other foreign leaders. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably no. I mean, of course, a lot of this. It's like truly Napoleonic. Yeah. Didn't I use that word last time? Maybe. He. It's like all of these, all of the world's problems might come from this man having a small penis. It's been done before. Yeah, but it was extraordinary. I'm really glad I watched it. Yeah, I'm glad you watched it too. I'm also glad it won because I assumed that Beauty and the Bloodshed would have won Mm -hmm. before I had seen Navalny, and then. which I also thought was incredibly moving and really wonderful, but it's like one is about the perils of our democracy and I'm sorry, lack thereof, whatever about, you know, um, the pharmaceutical industry. And the other is about essentially like, yeah, what it means to attempt to take down a dictatorship, which, okay, actually maybe they are sort of about the same thing. I don't know. Well, one just feels like it is ongoing. And one is incredibly specific. And the other is like, I think just the, the ramifications of Navalny are so vast. Right, and it just is, we're in the midst of it. Yeah. With Beauty and the Bloodshed, it's like, well, they, uh, you know. Yeah, but it's also ongoing in the sense of like OxyContin is, oh my God, can I just tell you something really crazy before we sign off? Mm -hmm. So I was in LA, I just seen Beauty and the Bloodshed. Um, I get to my parents' house, sorry, I wash it on the plane, I get to my parents' house, and I'm like looking for Advil or something in their medicine cabinet. (laughs) I was like, why do you have naloxone? That's what it's called, right? Naloxone? I don't know. Which one Let is that? Let me double check. Hold on, hold on. Is hold that on. like the, um, to stop you from overdosing? Yes. <gasps> so I'm like, I literally, I'm like, there's a fucking con- like prescription thing for naloxone here. And I look at my dad and I'm like, what's, what, why do you have this? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, this is an anti, like anti-opioid overdose. And he's like, oh, I didn't even know because I didn't open it. I had neck surgery and they prescribed me Oxycontin and naloxone. Wow. Meaning like they fucking <gasps> prescribe you the thing to make you over, the thing that you could overdose on and then don't worry, they also prescribe you the thing just in case you overdose. How psychotic wait, wait, is wait, wait, that? Wait, 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 I have so many follow-up questions. Is this typical? I have no idea. He didn't even know what it was. He was like, I don't know. I just like filled the prescriptions, but it didn't tell me to like and take this And maybe the thing. doctor was like very briefly like, oh, and if you take too much or like you don't feel well, just take this other thing. Uh, uh, <gasps> And, but my bigger, bigger follow-up question is, is naloxone owned by Purdue? I don't know. <gasps> That's a really good question. Oh, my God. But isn't oh that... Oh, my God. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that it has another use, which is similar no. to how I was prescribed ivermectin. Which one's ivermectin? It was what everyone was taking during COVID 
not everyone, people in this country who are insane. Uh, it was, was like it the a quinine scan- thing. Well, similar. Okay. It was. It's like prescribed mostly for horses. It's okay. an anti, um, like uh, um, 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 like mite or like worm. Right. Okay. Um, what were you taking it for? It's for rosacea. Oh. As like a topical, but people were taking it for fucking COVID, oh buying it for horses, and so and, look at how long and it was you out and it was sold out. Well, that's true, <laughs> but it was sold out. But I was like, I have some of this. Like, I could make a buck. Yeah, I could have. Ugh, sell it all the. Oh my god, horse goo. Yeah, exactly. Just spray it, put it right on your tongue. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, I used it topically for rosacea, but I'm sure if you ingest it, it's fine. Um, hey. We'll see you guys next week. I'm going to try to do a really good job of editing this episode. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll pray for you. Um, Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Ciao. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.